I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast by the Takshashila Institution. We are a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like bringing fresh perspectives to Indian affairs and Indian perspectives to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello and welcome to All Things Policy. Senior advocate Sanjay Hegde's Twitter handle Sanjay Yuvacha was suspended twice. First on October 26th for sharing a picture of German worker August Landmesser. who refused to do a nazi salute at a rally and then on october 27th for tweeting a poem called hang him written by gorak pande twitter failed to provide convincing reasons for the ban discontent against twitter for its non transparent policies has been simmering for quite a while now with users accusing it of bias curbing free speech and others talking about not taking action against trollers and abusers and more generally for the hate that the platform generates This event has led to a mass exodus of sorts of the prominent people out of Twitter onto this new social shiny platform called Mastodon. To discuss with me this today I have Pratik Vagre who is Takshashila's newest recruit in the tech policy vertical and the resident historian Anirudh Kanisetti. I am your host Utkarsh for the day. So Anirudh let me start with you what is Mastodon and what is Fediverse Hi Utkarsh congratulations on hosting your first uh, all things yeah. policy episode Thank you Um so I, I'm going to try to keep this as as jargon free as possible even if the so some of the terms I use might not be totally technically accurate Uh but imagine that Twitter is basically like this massive chat room right where anybody can say whatever the hell they want and if they say something that's super cool then they might be boosted or retweeted by other users or people might like their uh, what they're saying and so on and so forth Mastodon is essentially Twitter but totally decentralized. What that means is that instead of having one massive chat room where everybody in the world screams their opinions into, you have a number dozens and even hundreds of much much smaller chat rooms uh where people basically form their own little community. So imagine you and a bunch of friends get together, set up a chat room just to talk about uh let's say space policy, right? Okay. Um the the main thing that happens on that chat room is a space policy discussions but let's say that you follow um somebody who is with the government of india who is in a separate chat room talking about uh, what the government's trying to do and you follow them and you want to share what they're saying onto your chat room right but there's a bit of a problem so imagine that your chat room has rules saying that um, sentences are not allowed to start with the letter a but okay. the government official in question has started saying something his sentence starts with letter a uh, so then what your what in order for his stuff to appear in your chat room the people who run your chat room would have to discuss the rules and regulations of your chat room with the people who run the rules and regulations of his his chat room which allows you to create what's called a sort of federation of chat rooms right okay. um so mastron is basically that mastron is hundreds dozens of what we call mastron instances which are basically the little servers that people set up around very very specific communities uh, so there are communities that f- that are focused on art for example there are communities that focus on just academia um and all of these interact with each other through the broader fediverse which is essentially s- sort of a federation of independent chat rooms with their own moderators their own like rules and so on and so forth that decide to kind of get together onto a common platform um so if you look at mastodon for example you you would see three different kinds of updates right so if you if you're on twitter you'd only see people that you follow or more recently things that the people that you follow like and all the also also very relevant stuff right mm-hmm. whereas on mastodon um you have three different feeds the first is your home feed 
that shows you updates only from the people that you follow. You have your local timeline that shows you what's happening in your chat room or in this case, your instance. And then you have the federated timeline that shows you what's happening in the entire Fediverse. So you can see the conversation from the entire world. Everybody, all the chat rooms that have decided to federate together that have like a broad consensus on content moderation and so on and so forth makes up the broader Fediverse. So if I understand correctly, there are multiple chat rooms and each set chat room sets up different rules according to their beliefs. And there is no central authority which is actually setting up a rule body which is actually saying that this should actually go on to the hmm. platform and these chat rooms can interact with people on other chat rooms depending if, on the fact that they actually believe that the uh, rules set on the other chat rooms are uh, similar to theirs or not or whether they believe that this is right or not. So you as an individual might want to just randomly boost something that somebody else in another chat room is saying. So right. boost is like retweeting, right? Like retweeting. Actually, let's just move to the mass around terminology now. Let's yeah. uh, instead of chat room, I'll, I'll be saying instance going forward. I I, I think the concept is clear, right? Yeah. Cool. Um. So let's say you want to boost something for another instance. Uh, I think the, a great example is what happened recently with this instance called Indie Toot. Um. As you pointed out in the in your introduction, most of the people who moved to mass around are activists, uh, journalists who tend to be on the left side of the political spectrum. As soon as that happened, we saw that. The right wing essentially tried to do the same with Mastodon what it did with Twitter. Uh, they created their own Mastodon instance and they were trying to get, you know, some people from Mastodon Social, which is where most Indian Mastodon users are. Were so trying Mastodon to boost. Social is an instance, right? It's an instance, yes. Yeah. More, a lot of people, on Ma some people on Mastodon Social were either trying to boost stuff that was happening on Indie Toot, which is where the right wing instance was, or you'd see people from the right wing instance, Indie Toot, copying content from Mastodon Social and then like kind of uh, ripping on it in their instance. So basically Indie2 sending people to rig it from the inside. Exactly. Now this this works great for them on Twitter. You know what happened when they tried this on the Fediverse? Yeah. The moderators of Mastodon.social looked at uh, Indie2's policies, found that they're pure hypocrisy and they're not policing hate speech as the way they pretended they were doing. And because Mastodon.social insists that there cannot be any hate speech on that platform, they cannot federate. Okay. So they silenced Indie Tooth. So uh, Pratik, can you tell us like who moderates these instances and what what is the stuff that they actually do? Yeah, so that, that that's interesting, right? Uh, and I guess before I get into that, I just want to talk a little bit about the numbers. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, what happened over the last uh, week or so. Uh, so if, if you look at Twitter, the India usage, it's roughly somewhere in the 8 to 10 million uh, kind of range. Uh, Mastodon.social, the instance where most users have gone, uh, they've got about 25,000 new users over the last week or 10 days where this has been going on. Uh, MSTDN.social is another instance that a lot of people have moved on. That's around uh, 4,000 users. Uh, Indietoot, uh, which Anirudh mentioned, that had about 2,000 users. So, you know, we're roughly talking about somewhere in the 30 to 35,000 users, give or take, uh, for some errors. Right. Uh, and in terms of moderation, right now this is moderated by approximately eight people across uh, these three different uh, different instances. So are these people getting paid for what they are doing? Uh, no. So this is this is since this is community driven, right? Uh, these are typically volunteers. They all have their Patreon accounts, etc., where you know they encourage people to to to, to donate. Uh, but since this is all driven by the free software movement, right? These are all people who are donating their time. Uh, as such to, to maintaining the community right? and, and it's also up to the community itself to uh, to report on uh, you know, things that uh, they find unsavory or whatever that is 
uh, and then these moderators sort of jump into action and jump. this is why i find masteron to be so fascinating because you as you as you pointed earlier there is no central sort of rule book that has needs to be followed there is no corporation that's paying the salaries of the moderators um and there are no stakeholders that make th- that drive the corporation to seek profits right. and business over everything else um so these are there are actual real human beings who are putting actual time and effort into interrogating their own values and making sure that social media reflects those values uh, which is not something that you can do on corporate social media something that can only happen by definition in a decentralized setup like mastodon actually my next question stems from that hmm. this sounds really fascinating with people moderating but once it achieves scale how do you do that because there's no profit motive people are not getting money hmm. so how does this exactly scale and achieve say what twitter is achieving sometime down the line it's um, it's not easy it's going to be a difficult path i i think amazon is already searching for moderators in tamil and bengali for example um i i think that there's the problem's probably going to sort itself out in one of two ways right either people are start going to start moving away from masteron.social to instances that are more in line with their interests so i for example i'm on masteron.social now but i might eventually move to scholar.social which is a network for academics right um so then i would be what i say would be would be the responsibility of the moderators of scholar.social instead of masteron.social that's one possibility another possibility is that people just freaking volunteer you need to have a ton of volunteers to even now with like barely 40000 users masterons already mm-hmm. falling like kind of struggling to keep up with the yeah. sheer load of it i'd like to believe that if if you have an awful lot of moderators in the work would be spread out enough and more importantly if the community is able to create these sort of um, healthy rules of engagement um that it's not necessarily in some untouchable problem but this is my perspective also if say you have machines doing this stuff like a lot of stuff moderation content moderation on twitter is is done using ai yeah you start facing similar problems right yeah and ai also comes with some of its own inherent biases right because yeah, exactly. it is made by people who are who are as flawed as you and mm-hmm. i um i i don't does masteron use ai pratik uh, no masteron is completely human driven as of now so it, you know guys like your facebook twitter they use a combination of uh, machine learning and uh, human mm-hmm. moderators yeah uh for something like this so this, this is going to be a uh, you know a, a key challenge for them in terms of how they handle scale how they handle conflict uh, which is event which is ever you know definitely going to come as yeah. as the platform uh, scales up uh you know, so it it's an opportunity for them but it's also going to be very interesting to watch how they manage uh the scale and manage the conflict uh that, that's going to happen because you know, you're, you're going to have situations where if you have a large team of moderators they're going to have different opinions right we we've seen this happen with uh something else you know mod, uh, very community driven take wikipedia for example mm-hmm. right uh, if you look at a lot of the controversial pages on wikipedia you can see that you know there are pretty pretty much turf wars going on in terms of who can update what at what time and if you go into some of these pages sometimes you see that uh, there are 80 to 90 uh, edits in you know one instance that comes to mind was i think what happened with artish tasir around the time he wrote that uh, time 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 magazine article mm-hmm. uh, his page was Uh, edited i think about 70 80 times in the span of an hour uh, to say different things about uh, his origin and, and and stuff like that yeah uh, so for it, context this is about the modi article in the time magazine yes. before the election yes, right yes yes again on the question of scaling up who uh, who hosts these instances lekin because that that is also a cost in- intensive process and i would believe if uh, would include would uh, 
prohibitive cost in the future when there is a critical mass of people on the platform, right? Correct. So currently, every instance has an owner, right? And that person is basically using infrastructure somewhere to to host an instance. And, and you're right that that's going to be a, a cost component that comes up. Uh, and you know, which is why I tend to agree with Anirudh's first example, first uh, you know possibility where it will likely break off into smaller interest-driven instances, uh, which are easier to manage as well, right? Because it I I don't it couldn't be very difficult for you know one of these instances to scale to couple of million users that's going to be uh, difficult to run right uh, and in that case for all you know someone might say hey we'll run this as a company and then you're sort of running into the same centralized sort of uh, uh, you know management things that which is exactly the kind of the anti- antithesis of what Mastodon really is yeah, no, just here's, think- a, here's a crucial difference between Mastodon and Twitter right is that um, there are no subsidies for Twitter uh, but because of the decentralized nature of Mastodon if you find that one instance is going in a direction that you don't really like you're welcome to go to another instance. Correct, exactly. So just thinking aloud, uh, blockchain started as a decentralized platform. Talking about cryptocurrency, people like you and me could actually validate transactions and do cryptocurrency mining, right? But today it's not possible. There are big corporations because you need high processing fees and you need certain computational power to actually validate those transactions. Would we see something like that? Because if the cost becomes prohibitive and... Uh, it rises above a certain level, uh, there would be interest amongst the big corporations to actually come and uh, host these instances, right? Certainly, but I, again, I think that there's two things that that we really need to really dig into again and again, right? The first is the structure of the Fediverse itself. And the most important thing to me is that is the fact that people are on Mastodon for fundamentally different reasons than they are on Twitter. Mastodon started in the West, right? Okay. These are people who are practically Twitter natives. They could have happily used, continued to use Twitter for as long as they wanted. The fact that they moved to Mastodon says something about what they seek from Mastodon. Um, I think that the main reason why at least people in the West are on Mastodon is the feeling of community that they get. Uh, these very small instances with very, very similar interests. Uh, if you look at India's journey towards Mastodon, the path has been quite different. Um, it's it's it started off as a political statement, but I'm seeing I so I've I've been on Mastodon for the last few days, and I've been observing the way that the conversation around Mastodon, the future of the platform, has been evolving. Uh, and broadly, the consensus seems to seems to be that guys, look, we have we have the chance to do something new here. Let's not do to this platform what what Twitter did to us. So there's I believe a kind of um, distrust built into the ecosystem of big corporate players or state actors coming into it. Um, And given that this is not something that people are using for work, this is not something that people are using uh, to consume news, the way Twitter, Twitter, for example, is I think classified as a news app on the Play Store. Um, Given that it is so different in so many ways, I personally believe that the fact that we are calling it you know, the kind of decentralized Twitter is kind of kind of is an is an injustice in a sense to Mastodon. It's kind of its own thing in a lot of ways. And it's got a it's got a lot of very innovative new ideas that I'm curious to see where they go with. Uh, we have to keep in mind that up till this point, Mastodon has been driven by, as I said, people from the West, people who are who are organizing out of interest. But Indians are on are on Mastodon for politics. Uh, and this primarily left wing uh, liberal politics. So it's going to be very interesting to see where we go from there. So uh most of these platforms the, uh, have high network effects. My utility of actually going to Twitter increases with if more people are there on Twitter, right? So, like, I would want to believe that this is a new place which would actually come up, but the skeptic in me says that 
if there are enough people on it all kinds of people would want to come come to it and hmm. inevitably it will just end up as twitter hmm. right what actually prevents it from happening or do you see a f- future where actually mastodon can be a, a valid replacement to twitter so i don't think it necessarily has to be a replacement for twitter right it can occupy a space you know alongside twitter based on what users want to do and look ult- ultimately this this thing is about what users want to do how they want to engage with the platform right uh, so if if you're talking about uh, things like you know i i completely you know consider the point that network effects right now potentially play in, in you know in twitter's favor uh, but it it matters it, it really matters what users are coming to to mastodon for right and if you look at uh, most of the indian users that have have moved there they've gone there to you know to get away from the toxicity to have more open conversation and encourage you know uh, engage in debate uh, that sort of thing right so it it's a complete it you know it's almost like a different use case so for all you know there could be people who continue using both uh, simultaneously it doesn't necessarily have to become a twitter alternative yeah so one thing that i know that is mastodon on uh, provides chronological timelines and not personalized timelines hmm. so will that be a benefit that people see or will that be a hindrance to me at least i think it's a benefit um even if i find the federate timeline a little crazy i think there's a statistic saying that most of the internet is porn right and yeah. i think that my experience mastodon kind of bears out the federate timeline is just so full of porn but it's also uh-huh. it's an interesting insight in just how the human mind operates yeah. uh, as as a species we're kind <laughs> of obsessed with the basic things uh, yeah. but um yeah as i said the the fact that the federate timeline i don't have much control over what the hell shows up in that feed right i have control over my home feed but i don't have control over my local feed or my broader federate timeline i think that both of these kind of help shatter the echo chamber effect that twitter is so infamous for i think uh, in spite of my skepticism about mastodon i think even if it actually pushes the conversation towards bringing more transparency into how the the policies of these big tech companies work it should be a net positive yeah definitely that i mean the fact that people are just so aware of what went down with twitter it's it's actually quite extraordinary the amount of political and technological literacy that people are showing they understand that uh, you know twitter can be untested by the government they understand that twitter might be bullshitting when they say that we have this team and it's all totally impartial and we enforce all rules equally people can see in front of their eyes what's happening they aren't as stupid as as, as politicians would like them to believe On that positive note, thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks. If you liked our show, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at @ivmpodcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And hey, If you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at @takshashila_inst or our website takshashila.org.in.